Welcome to another episode of The Preacher and the Professor. I'm Donna Petter. And I'm Tom Petter. And we're here today to impart with you what has been imparted to us by our mentors and by the scriptures. Tom, what is the impartation that you want to share with us today? Well, we're going we're gonna to start by reading from Romans 15, 1 through 7. So, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Great verses. And so why are these verses, particularly verses 5 and 6, why are they important to us? Yeah, I think uh, they're important to us because they were part of our wedding celebration. That was our, our key verse. The uh, Together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That was our on on the announcement. Invitations. Invitations, yeah. candles. So that, that's how we remember this verse. And of course, in the context of Romans, without going into too many details, but they're, they're struggling, the community of Christians in Rome, the, the community is struggling between the different house churches in the city that are Jewish and Gentile predominantly, and they are not getting along. So it's a corporate exhortation to, to gather with one voice, they should glorify God. Uh, but of course, the application is is to us today. It's within the context of any partnership, yeah. any relationship, yeah. like even our, our marriage right, of 36 years. Which is why we wanted to take that verse, because we wanted our lives together to really be one voice. And so the thing is, there's two people, two separate voices, but how then are we able to project with one vo one voice yeah. is something that will glorify God. And and so that's really was our goal, wasn't it? Is just yeah. hopefully that our marriage would be founded on that and, and stayed on that all these yeah. years. And in the harmony, uh, it says that we should live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus. The word harmony actually is a mindset. It's not a a musical metaphor, but it's right. uh, it's the yeah. mindset that is repeated, for example, in Philippians 2, have the mind of Christ. Don't put yourself first, serve other people, don't look to your own interest. And and so this harmony is, is absolutely essential because it's a mindset that this text in chapter 15 speaks of. We're not we're not here to please ourselves. And the pleasing is to give pleasure, satisfaction, to accommodate. And, and that's where I think we've learned as a married couple, uh, 
a great lesson from one of our mentors, Ron Smith. And what did he tell us? It's a line I use all the time I, when people ask me about marriage advice. I am imparting to others what was given to me by uh, our mentor, Ron Smith. And so the, the line is compromise in the non-essentials. So, so what does that mean, Tom? Well, it means that unlike other people who can freely uh, sport a beard, I... I let that go. I can't have a beard. Oh, you can't. And you could. But yeah, but it's the, the compromise in the non-essentials. And then what about you? Oh, and for me, you love, okay, you have loved dresses. And for years, I have resisted for different reasons wearing dresses. But you know what? Because I listened to my mentor and his voice, compromising the non-essential, I thought, I thought wearing a dress is a non-essential. So now, Tom, you catch me wearing dresses yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah, so that was some of our best... One of our best pieces of advice ever before we got married. Importation, yeah. But the other thing that we had that was imparted to us in our marriage at the very beginning, our foundation of our marriage, were were the scriptures themselves. And so the scriptures really brought us together because you were a student in the School of Biblical Studies. I joined the staff. And so you on your own were getting discipled in the Word. I, too, was getting discipled in the Word. And, and so these things in terms of having one voice together to glorify God, I consider the scriptures as one of the main reasons why, yeah. by the grace of God, we've been able to do it over these years. Yeah, that, that, it brings us together, the scripture. And actually, that's exactly what Paul says. Whatever was written in former days was written. So he's talking about the scripture, right? The the uh, the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope in verse 4. And that encouragement is the same language used for the helper, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. Uh, from the ver, the the root paraclete in the in the Greek, and and so the scripture brings people together, and and I think one thing we want to say too is to have this one voice, and to be you know having a mindset mm-hmm, mm-hmm. together. Does it mean we always agree, Donna? Oh no, it does not. <laughs> But we do start with a good foundation. So before we disagree, we can agree that, right, the scriptures have shaped us and formed us and continue to do so. So I would probably, do you want me to share about, yeah, one, of the those, Togo example, about right? one of those moments where it was very clear that we were not together with one voice and seemingly glorifying God. So we were in Togo, West Africa, leading a nine-month-long Bible school, and it was in French-speaking West Africa. And so at that time, and even still now, I don't know French fluently enough to teach. So Tom and I were up there every time together. And whenever I was teaching in English, he was translating for me. And so this one particular time, I am giving a date of a king for the southern kingdom of Judah. I don't remember the name of the king at the moment but uh, and where this entered in, but I gave the name of a king and a date, and Tom paused in his translation in French, and he turned and he looked at me, and he said, that's not the right date. And I looked at him and I said, yes, it is. And there we were in front of a class full of uh, students. We, we were having a full-on argument in well, front of everybody. I, did, yeah. we, I don't know that we argued, but I looked at him. No, I gave was, him that hairy eyeball look. Voice, oh, yeah. it was definitely not a one. Yeah. And so, so we, what we did is we didn't, I said, no, I said, I said, no, this is the right date. Anyway, we kind of tried to move on. I moved yeah. on with my lecture and then we settled it outside the classroom, if I remember correctly. But wait yeah. a minute, Tom, tell them who was right. Yeah, you were right. Thank you, thank okay. you. I just would like to say that. <laughs> and then uh, there are many other examples. So the point here, I think, of this text, 
And if you look at Romans 12, he, he does. It, it's not a uniformity of voice. It's not like Don and I sit next to each other, reading the Bible together, although we do that sometimes, on, actually on rare occasions. And uh, one example of that, when we were writing our commentary, Donna was tasked with Ezra and me with Nehemiah. And when we submitted our manuscript to Zondervan, the editor said, uh, you guys are talking to each other here? You need to talk to each other as a married couple because we had just taken on that task independently of each other. Yeah, I was and, doing Ezra, you were doing Nehemiah, and, we weren't and, talking. So it, it, to have the it. same mind, <laughs> to be in harmony, same mindset, you know, one voice doesn't mean that we come to the table with the same ideas. And but again, we work them out. And when we, we don't, always, yeah, when we, we don't, we always work them out because it says earlier we're not here in this relationship to please ourselves, right? We're not we're not here, but we're here to please one another and to please others. Um, to build them up, right? Yeah, That's yeah. The, the language of the household, uh, to, to edification, the language can, of edification. Can I interject something about yeah. edification in terms of our relationship? You, Tom, have brought so much edification to me in all of these years. Like there's not a day that goes by that you don't affirm me in some way. And so it's just a wonderful... Uh, it's just a wonderful edification that in our marriage you have given to me. And I like to tell that to people because yeah. it's not a given that in marriage relationship that there is that edification. And I hope that I edify you in, in ways as much as you have done for me. Yeah. And, and I think also this principle is, works itself out in sometimes, you know, one, one of us will have the better idea. Yeah. And yeah, it's okay. Right. And we'll take the initiative with casting a vision for, for ministry or whatever. And then other times it's the other. Right? That's right. And because we come together with with all of our, you know, weakness. I mean, if you go back to verse one, right? Mm -hmm. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak. And the the failings of the weak is this sense of the powerlessness and the the, the infirmities that we carry, right? And so we, we come alongside each other and we help each other in our yeah, we um, do. The, our weaknesses, our failings, our infirmities, spiritual infirmities, and so on. Of course, the Holy Spirit is the primary helper, but, but we help each other. And, um, and I think, of course, verse 5, the centrality of the Scripture. I, no, I'm sorry, verse 4 there. Um, you know, for our instruction, our teaching the encouragement and the hope that it brings. You know, a lot of people struggle in their relationships and they lack, they, they're they hopeless, right? And, mm -hmm. and yeah, we have to work through all these struggles and at times we do feel hopeless. I mean, you look at the book of Psalms and it's filled with hopelessness. But there is a moment that where it changes, even in the, in the, 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 uh, the structure of the Psalms, there's the depth of despairs that then become anchored in hope. And that's the hope of the scripture. And I, I would say to those who are listening to this and you feel like your marriage is hopeless, just turn to the scripture and, 
and let the Holy Spirit be your encourager and um, compromise on non-essentials. And, and I think as we grow older, we have that thing called um, cognitive inflexibility. Speak for yourself, Tom. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, even, you know, can I say, even preparing for this podcast, we had some serious disagreements NIV or ESV, and who ended up winning this one? So it's always the ESV, Tom, okay. which is you. Yeah. You, you, you. You won, but all my work is in the NIV, so okay. I need my NIV because yeah. it's like so. my notes. I have to understand it. But anyway, yes. So And then I got one more story oh, here. Oh, no. Uh, at Talmadabar, we're doing an excavation of an early Roman site, and... Um, hmm. Donna joined the square that I was supervising, a square is an area that you're excavating. And uh, the, the dig director said, oh, you guys work well together. I'll put you the sa- in the sa- on the same square. And, and, and Donna starts working, and she starts moving stones there. And I said, Donna, what are you doing? Oh, I, I keep tripping on these stones in the square. I said, Donna, this is a, this is a Hellenistic wall. wall. It's part of a feature that is there you can't just move stones so so we had an interesting moment there of, the supervisor in the square of yeah. the square was not happy with yeah. the worker yeah. which was yes. so any concluding thoughts donna about this and so well the idea is that uh, we have been mentored by people who have loved the scriptures and who have given us great advice and uh I have loved the way our marriage, so we, I just saying that as an encouragement for people out there who have mentors uh, to continue to listen to their voices and to continue to let the scriptures mentor you as well. Uh, but I just really feel it's a privilege because as I, as I reflect on the, our 36 years together and have asked that question in preparation for today, you know, have, have, has our marriage glorified God, and have we been one voice? And you know what? I think I can say yes. I think yeah. by the grace of God, even though you've been, well, we shouldn't reveal who's the preacher and who's the professor, but we all kind of know who that is. But even though you've been in your separate quarters and I've been in my separate quarters, we've been separate offices, we've tried to have that similar voice, that one yeah. voice, which yeah. is, you know, the pertinency of the scriptures. And, yeah. and, in, and in our, in my, my concluding thoughts here is, to go back to the text of that we read, it's not about pleasing ourselves, you know, but it's about pleasing others, and that harmony is is the mindset of Christ, who came, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give His life. And I think the house churches were each other's at each other's throats in Rome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a lot of prejudice, racial prejudice, a lot of social ostracization, and just a lot, a mess. And, and so Paul's encouragement it is for churches, obviously, who don't get along with each other, but it's also for our personal relationships. And in our case, we, we applied this text to our own lives Yeah, we want to together. please each other. We want yeah. to please each other. That's the bottom That's line. That's it. Right? We want to... You know, I'll shave my beard. And yeah, wear and I'll rock. wear the dresses because I want yeah. you to be pleased with me. It's yeah. just Amen. it's just how we function. So Amen. this is the preacher and the professor signing off with the encouragement to continue in what you have learned and firmly believed because you know those from whom you've learned it. Amen and amen.